You are now listening to the Solomon Attention Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Solomon Attention Podcast, where we are hearing stories from ordinary people from around the world with one goal to share their stories, to hopefully motivate you to live a life on purpose. As always, make sure you like, share, subscribe to this channel, share the video, and hope if you find it to be inspiration to you and you think that it might help somebody else, please share the content because that's what we're all about. So before we kind of move on, I want to get into this conversation with Miss Audrea. I said her name wrong. I said it wrong. <laughs> Audra. Audra, Miss Audra. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Solomon Titian Podcast, Unfiltered. What's your story? I always start my story in 1998, although I was, of course, born earlier than that. But in 1998, a fire erupted in my home. And the fire that erupted, it claimed the lives of my son and my grandmother. I was also in the house, but I was the only one who survived. And so I always start my story from there because that's where my journey began, pursuing my destiny and my purpose. Um, and so, so many things, of course, have unfolded since then. I don't like to completely take the reins because I could go on forever <laughs> about that whole experience all by itself. Um, but that's my story. That's where it started. Um, that's why I started walking in my divine purpose because I was the only person left who survived from the fire. I had a lot of questions to God, like, why am I here? Why did I survive? You know, what am I supposed to do without the ones that I love? And wow. I got one simple answer, which was to preach my word. That's what the Lord said to me. Wow. And so it's been a journey because I started in the church, but I ended in entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just grateful for everything that has been able to be uh, birthed through me. Yeah. Um, if I had died in the fire, I think of all that I have done and how it would have died with me. Yeah. And so I'm always starting my story from that place because, you know, that's just where it all really began for me. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the more I do this, the more stories I hear of, of people just showing absolute resilience and that's what i want to know from you how did you pull yourself out because yeah it's one thing you said prayers about your next steps and you 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 heard you know god give you some direction but you still had to pull yourself out to get to operate in said direction how was that for you <laughs> it was very challenging um it was very challenging because i had a lot of adversity yeah. Um, everybody had their opinion about what happened, why I should have done this, why I should have done that. And so there were many days I fell into very uh, deep depressions, being yeah. honest. Um, days I just didn't want to get out of bed, you know, didn't want to wash myself, didn't want to do nothing for a very long time. Um, but it was through journaling and it was through writing that pulled me out and helped me press and helped me push because as I wrote, it freed me from the prison that I was in because that was how I was able to express what was inside of me. Yeah. And I could do it without anybody's judgment. Yeah. And so that's what helped me to pull that resilience 
And then eventually I felt like I'm ready to help somebody else. You know, as I began to get free, as I began to, you know, break the chains off of myself, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go help somebody else and show somebody else that they can live, they can survive. And yeah. that's really where my resilience came from helping others. I thrive on helping other people find their purpose as well. Yeah, yeah, man. And so as you, um, as you pull yourself out and you begin to, to do your purpose work, did you ever in those moments find yourself being reminded of the pit and kind of wanting to go back in and then you had to pull yourself back out or was it or was it a all gas no brakes once you was out you was out and you just kept going <laughs> you know i go through waves <laughs> waves of all gas no brakes and then waves of i don't want to do nothing because it's just so much that i carry you know um and so I go through waves. Sometimes I'm good and I'm floating on the clouds. And then some days I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually listening to uh, one of your podcasts before I came on. And you were talking about the price of success. Yeah. And success is a lonely journey. Yeah. You know, it's, it's lonely. You know, I, I, I never had any more children after the fire. Yeah. And so, you know, when you don't have a family and you don't have people in your immediate sphere, it's yeah. even more challenging, right. you know, so right. it, it's waves, you know, sometimes I'm good and sometimes I'm not. And I've just learned to let myself go through those times when I'm not and not beat myself up about it because yeah. I know it's not going to last forever. So yeah. I want to put something out there to you to get your thoughts on, because one of the things that I've, I've come to realize in my own life is that purpose sometimes is not your preference. It is, it is not your preference, not because maybe you don't want to do it, but because you maybe have had life experiences that have shaped your preference that has had nothing to do with why you were originally created. Right. What, what are your thoughts on that? Because, because I'm asking because, you know, you're doing entrepreneur, you, you, you came out of this and then you found yourself in ministry and now you're in entrepreneurship. I'm sure the route was not your preference. No, it was not. <laughs> right? It was not. I mean, I, you know, my preference, let me tell you what my preference is. Okay. My preference is go get a high paying job in corporate America, yes. collect that check every two weeks, yes. <laughs> enjoy those benefits right. and it's safety there. You know, you go in, you meet the quota, you shine, you, you know, that that's a good, you know, that was my right. preference. <laughs> I was okay in that space. Uh, but it was those times of realizing that I could really make more money if I pursue what's inside of me yeah. versus what I'm being told to do. Yeah. I never would have thought in a million years that I would have written all the books I've written you know, done all the, the businesses. I never would have thought that I would have done that, but yeah. I had to keep choosing. I, I call it a crossroad. Yeah. And every time I come to the crossroad, I kept choosing the wrong direction. I kept choosing comfort. I kept choosing what I knew worked for me in the past, not realizing that there was something greater on the other side yeah. that produced way more than what I prefer to do. Yeah. So. That was challenging. Same thing in my life, man. You know, it be it, it is hard for people to hear, but our preferences has limits. 
Yes. But the things that we were created to do can take us to places that our purposes could have never imagined. Yes. So you've even inspired me through your story while the route wasn't your preference, of course, and the loss and the grief and the hurt and the pain. But you, you found some comfort and solace in doing good work. And speaking of that good work, tell us about what are you doing? You know, what are some of your projects, some of your books? You know, how can people connect with you? Let's spend some time on that. Um, through the journey, I, I talked briefly about writing and it was through the inspiration of God that I started a publishing company and it is called Inspired by God Publications um, because the first book that I published was self-published and I'll never forget, I felt like I had a worthy story, but everybody else didn't think my story was worth publishing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, God will shut doors on you because if I had gone that right route, like you said, the preference, if I had gone what I preferred, I wouldn't have explored a whole publishing company that right. was inside of me. Wow. And so I started Inspired by God Publications. Um, God actually gave me the vision for it 20 years ago. And so wow. it's really just within the last three years. Um, coming to fruition. So we help authors, writers become published authors through coaching, publishing, and marketing. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. And so that's the main hat that I wear on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also an author. I've written about 16 books. Wow. And um, I recently came out with a children's book that I'm most proud of, and it's called The Wonders of Scribby. Wow. And uh, Scribby is a character I created to show people that it's okay to shine. Although you get adversity, yeah. it's okay to shine and be who you are. So yeah. that's one of the, the, the newer projects that I'm working on. Man, you are doing some phenomenal work, some amazing work. And we are proud of you, your books. You. And, and, and you've got a company to help other people tell their stories and it's tough because it was birthed from a low place, but, yes. but, but like now I'm understanding what you said earlier about how much was in you. Now that you're talking mm -hmm. about it, you have done some amazing <laughs> things. Uh, yes. and, and, and we want people to connect with you. Do know that the links to all the amazing work that, that, that our guest is doing will be included in the description. So if you got a story, you want to publish a book, I don't know if you got time on your roster for some more authors. I do. I guarantee you might inspire <laughs> some other people to, to, to write. I don't know if you... I do. I have a team. Got a team. Okay. <laughs> You're going to need it. You're going to need it. So so my last question to you before we, before we uh, close out is, you know, for that individual, for that millennial who is trying to discover purpose and they find themselves stuck. They find themselves at this crossroad of not knowing who they are, or what they're supposed to do with being conflicted, or maybe they were like you in that state of depression. Uh, what would you say to that millennial to inspire them to live a life on purpose? The first thing I would say is every day you wake up, it's a new opportunity to, to pursue what's inside of you. Every day, I look at it as a new opportunity. Um, I would also suggest think about what you like doing, um, because here's the thing, even if it's not exactly what your purpose is, it will lead you to your purpose. Mm -hmm. So think about your skills, your talents, your abilities. Um, what do you like to do? What are some things that give you peace that you would do and you don't have to be paid to do it? Yeah. Um, those are some things I would say to start finding your purpose, because it's going to land you where you belong, even if it's not. It's a good starting place, so to speak. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, thank you for that. Thank you again for coming on the Solvent Tissue Podcast Unfiltered. Thank you for all of our viewers. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this, this channel and share this amazing story. And I'll see you guys again on the next episode of the Solvent Tissue Podcast Unfiltered. Thank you again for being our guest, Ms. Hurt. Thank you for having me. Thank you.